Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Mind Shifters Radio with the Forgiveness Doctor, Dr. Michael Rice. I'm Jeannie Rice, your co-host. We also have co-hosts Dr. Tim Hayes and Michelle Pichet. We will share with you the wisdom of the first century Aramaic internal process of forgiveness. We offer tools and support five days a week. We will support you in building a solid foundation within yourself to live in pure love in Aramaic, Brachma. Michael is the author of the book, Why Is This Happening to Me Again? For more information about the forgiveness process, please visit www.whyagain.org. And now, welcome to the show, Mind Shifters Radio. Shifters Radio. I'm Tim Hayes. I'm your host for the first hour. And today is Monday, July 31st, 2023. As always, we're grateful to everyone who's joining us here today, whether you're listening live or through the archives, as we spend another couple of hours teaching and supporting people in using some of the most powerful, effective, efficient, and accessible tools I've ever encountered. These tools are available absolutely free through the tireless efforts of Dr. Michael and Jeannie Rice on the website at whyagain.org. If you go to that website and click on the two words that say start here in the upper left-hand corner, it will take you to a place, a page where you can download and read chapter 24 of Dr. Michael Rice's book. His book is titled, Why Is This Happening to Me Again?, And that chapter of the book contains a narrative description and explanation of the primary tool in this work. That tool is called the Reality Management Worksheet, sometimes called the Reality Management Wake-Up Sheet. And it's a tool I've been using to great effect for 19 years now to improve the quality of my life and most of my relationships and to turn any negative emotional experience I have into part of the infallible guidance system that each and every one of us has been given. You can also download the actual worksheet process itself. It's a simple PDF file. You can click the link, download it, print it off, copy it as often as you'd like, and use it over and over again absolutely free. You can also go to your app store and type in the three words, Heartland Aramaic Forgiveness, And if you choose to do that before you're done typing the word forgiveness, you'll see the glowing heart icon. If you choose to tap on that, it will let you download a completely free and private app that contains the Reality Management Worksheet. It contains an abbreviated version of that worksheet process, and it contains a copy of the Dragon Klingon game, which is a wonderful way to introduce these tools to even younger audiences. We help people do all of that soon and often, primarily because it tends to improve the quality of people's lives the more they actively apply these tools in their lives, and secondarily because it tends to prompt comments, questions, answers, and testimonials. And if you have any of those to share with us, please do so by giving us a call at 563-999-3581. If you call that number and press 1 on your phone, it will put the little icon of a hand by your phone number. I'll turn on the microphone and announce you by your area code. 
We greatly appreciate whenever anybody chooses to do that, whether it's by giving us a call or sending us an email. You can send me an email at tjh at mindshifters-academy.org, or you can email genie at j-e-a-n-i-e at whyagain.org. That's w-h-y-a-g-a-i-n dot o-r-g. And the reason we appreciate that is because it makes it far easier for us to live into our intention with this work. The intention with this work is to be a service, and that's just a lot easier to do when people let us know how these things are landing for them and with them. So so that is our, uh, our, our intro, which is pretty much like every other intro. And um, we have plenty of time for comments, questions, answers, testimonials. It is um, a little, I'm hoping that every other place in the continental United States anyway is getting a reprieve from the heat the way we are here in Chicago yesterday and today. So here's hoping that people are finding comfort in that. I have um, thought a lot about and with great gratitude for the uh, people that chose to do the support group on their own on Thursday. And uh, we will have a support group again this Tuesday and Thursday. And if you choose to join us or know somebody who would benefit from that, all the information you would need to join us absolutely free is available on the separate website, mindshiftersacademy.org. And if you go there, there's a separate page for information about how to join for each of the days. There's different login information for Tuesday and different for Thursday. And please feel free to share that information. Anybody you think might be interested in joining us ever since the inception of that group, we've not required payment. There was a period of time where we recommended a donation, but ever since the uh, coronavirus restrictions went into place, we haven't required any donation for participation. So let us know if um, we can support you in getting that information to somebody. Tuesdays and Thursday nights from 6.30 to 9 p.m. As the stars would have it, uh, today is the anniversary of the day I was welcomed into the Hayes family low these many years ago, and as it being a birthday, or as Michael Rice calls it, an eternal day, um, I think here's the, uh, there's a a book series I thoroughly enjoyed called um, The Lord of the Rings and uh, The Hobbit, and there was an interesting um, habit or custom in 
the Hobbit realm, and that is that on an individual's birthday, that birthday would give gifts to other people rather than be the recipient of gifts. And I kept thinking about that, and um, thought, well, maybe today my gift will be sharing a series of worksheets that have been done since three in the morning. And I have been told on a regular basis by a handful of people, certainly not more than that, that they find it of value when I share my personal process. And so this is in 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 that vein I want to give this gift to the show to the community of discussing um, at least six, if not more, worksheets that were done since uh oh about three in the morning. And the um I guess the first one that got recorded was at five in the morning. And there was um an upset I was experiencing in in response to getting a a birthday greeting from a person who has basically refused to talk to me for a number of years. And I was aware of grief, and as I've talked about on this show for the past few weeks now, I've had a lot of grief uh, in my awareness and in my caseload and with people I'm working with and and in the you know in the book that we were recommending by Miriam Greenspan. So there's been a lot of uh, energy of grief moving within me and through me, and so um, it was up again, and I decided to put it on a a worksheet. And so the the worksheet says, "I, Tim, who am love and experiencing grief," and I want to use a separate worksheet for each different emotion. And this person is is the target and this person basically has been refusing to talk to me and so this concept of the worksheet then says wait a minute if they're the one with the problem why am i the one with the pain and so i'm doing this on the app so it has a, a few less um notes on it than than a paper and and pencil worksheet but the worksheet then says, okay, so the truth is only my thoughts cause my emotional upset. So I want to breathe and I want to figure out what thought I'm using to generate grief here. So the thought I settled on at 4.30 in the morning was that this is a significant loss. And then the worksheet asks me in, in another space to say, what's the punishment thought that I have toward this other person or for this other person. And at that point in the morning, my thought was screaming at them. And then for myself, the thought was just crying, just sobbing, crying. And I wasn't crying yet, but I was thinking that would, that's kind of like this energy that was building up. So then this whole situation in the, in the uh, 
worksheet on the app asks me to release and surrender myself, the target uh, of the worksheet, the dynamic that I think is causing my upset, the thought that this is a significant loss, the punishment thought about the other person, the punishment thought about myself, and cancel my need to be right and cancel my need to make up another story out of all of this set of thoughts bubbling in my brain to try and rationalize that my fear and my hostility-based story of reality is the truth. So I do that and I breathe through it and then it asks me to choose to honor truth and willingly face and process out all the dis-ease producing energies for and from all the relations and generations, which I did. Asks me to be willing to go through the physical, mental, and emotional symptoms of healing, which I'm aware of. They might be headaches, they might be difficulty breathing, they might be flu-like symptoms, etc. And I'm aware of that and willing. And then the worksheet asks me to choose to be aware of my essence, which is love. And when I do that, it stirs the love in everyone involved. And so this is where I do a little meditation and I think some of the most loving thoughts I have about myself or anybody else in the recent past. And I shift the energy in my heart space away from the grief toward that loving energy, which I did. Did a little meditation there. And then... Uh, the next step reminds me that whenever I'm upset, my perception is built out of corrupt data. And the thing that drives my mind to use that particular data is my goal for this other person. And my goal was for them to maintain an open, honest, respectful communication about any difficulty in our relationship. So I'm asked to cancel that goal I choose to collapse my mind's lies by willingly canceling my goal for this person to maintain an open, respectful, honest communication about any difficulty in our relationship and ask to be shown the hidden part of my own mind that's actually creating this upset. So I ask an outside force source other than my conscious logical mind, I ask Ruka to restore me to my awareness of my newborn essence as love, to incline me toward healing, to help me open a direct conscious relationship with and gently remove the denied and dissociated and projected parts of my carbon-based memory. And then I do my forgiveness pattern, which has to do with repeating gently over and over again. I cancel my need to be right. I cancel my need for anyone or anything to change, including myself. I specifically cancel my goal in this relation, in this worksheet, for this person to have this open, respectful communication about any difficulty in our relationship. And I ask to be shown the hidden part of my own mind. And I just leave myself wide open. Well, at like 4.30 in the morning when this happened, I found myself putting my the heels of my hands, the palms of my hands in the indentation of my eyes and gently, firmly pressing, which was unusual, but it was just what I felt moved to do at the time. And um, while I felt some tears coming, I also just almost instantly felt 
that I went blank. Maybe I, I went, you know, passed out of sleep for 20 seconds or whatever. And as I sat there just gently repeating, I cancel my need to be right, and I cancel my need for anyone or anything to change, I just had no specific thought to hang on to. So after a few more breaths and a few more tears, I decided, okay, that's that. And I went on with the worksheet. I wrote in 6A. I now feel that I went blank and unconscious. I did not get any connections about this worksheet or release, so I wrote blank in the next space. And I agreed to be willing to see any times that I may not have lived up to this goal of maintaining an open, respectful, honest communication about any difficulty in my relationships with this person or anyone else. And the goal for moving forward after choosing truth and perfect love, recognizing that a principle of the universe is that by giving I first get the original, and acknowledging gratitude for this opportunity to heal, I chose the goal of another worksheet on this particular thought pattern and the energy and emotion of grief. And when I scanned my body and thought about it, I'd gone from about a level seven upset in grief to about a four. So I let that be and um, moved on with the morning which, you know, after a little breakfast preparation was um, another worksheet. That worksheet probably um, a couple hours later, it was the same fundamental worksheet. It was... um, As I had committed to doing a worksheet from the previous worksheet, I kept it the same. Um, My upset level, grief level, was about six. I, Tim, who I'm love, am feeling grief. This person still refuses to talk to me. My thought about that is this is a big loss. Punishment thoughts shifted a bit in this worksheet I went to the punishment thought of pursuing the other person and for myself the punishment thought was grief and self-doubt so I did the process of releasing and surrendering myself, my thoughts, this other person, the dynamic I'm observing all of the things I want from it and choosing to align with love to honor truth and go through the physical, mental, emotional symptoms of healing and to choose to specify the goal for this person to choose an an honest, intimate, respectful relationship with me. So this was a slightly different goal than the last worksheet. I breathed and I softened and I did a little meditation about a loving memory. So I shifted my emotional energy and my heart space from the grief to that loving energy. 
And then I chose to cancel that goal for this person to choose an honest, intimate, respectful relationship with me and ask to be shown the hidden part of my own mind. Since any time I generate a negative emotion from a goal like that, it means I'm using corrupt data. So I invited Ruka, which is that elemental force specific to humans, and um, the uh, I got distracted there by three or four messages coming across my screen at the same time. I'm doing I'm reading this because I had sent the email to myself from the app, so I'm having to flip back and forth between screens here. Ruka de Kucha, the elemental force specific for humans that's there to break off the effects of our errors in thought and guide us to truth and happiness if we just ask it to. I'm asking that force to restore me to my awareness of my newborn essence as love, to incline me toward healing and help me open a direct conscious relationship with and gently remove any denied and dissociated parts of my carbon-based memory. And then I breathed and I softened and I did the same forgiveness patter. And this time I saw that, and it may have been the first time ever, but if it wasn't the first time ever, it was in a whole new level of similarity and connection. That this person refusing to talk to me about the important issues, what issues I would say were important in our relationship, is a very strong mirror of my wife of 16 years all of a sudden deciding she wanted a divorce and not willing to talk about any of it and hasn't ever since then. So in this release, there was sobbing crying when I tapped into that connection. And um, probably a good few minutes of sobbing, crying in this release. And when I finished that, I I felt sad. And I had that connection. I wrote a brief connection about how this current life relationship was mirroring a dynamic with my ex-wife for all those years. And then I'm willing to be shown any times that I have failed to have an honest, intimate, respectful relationship with someone. And I collected myself and, you know, did the nose blowing and tears drying and then chose truth and perfect love and chose to acknowledge gratitude for the trigger, which allows me to get rid of some un unproductive energy from my system. And I set the goal, loving goal, to do another worksheet on this dynamic. And this worksheet was two, one one for the current situation and one for uh, residual energies of grief about my ex-wife still not wanting to talk about any of the critical issues in that relationship. And then I had gone from about a level six upset down to a level four. I certainly still wasn't feeling good. It was just a very uh, emotional 
release time. And then the next worksheet was about that dynamic with my ex-wife. So I started about level six. Grief was the emotion. What I put as what's going on was my ex-wife refused to talk to me about important issues. And the thought I was using to create the grief is this is a huge loss for me and my sons. And of course, when I said my word, the words my sons and wrote that, the tears started right away because I have this deep emotional connection and belief that it was my job to help keep the family together and give them a safe home, loving home to be raised in. And I specified the punishment thought I had um, to be screaming at my ex-wife about how she's hurting our sons. And the punishment thought for myself was grief. And I went through the releases of all of those issues. And I did a meditation to focus on loving thoughts about my, my sons before moving on. And the goal I specified in that relationship, in that worksheet, was for my ex-wife to talk to me and stay in the relationship with me, stay in you know, the marriage so we can raise our sons in that loving environment. And this kind of you know, goal um, is a point to talk about because a lot of people say, well, that's ridiculous. That's in the past. You know, that's, you know, you're, you're 18 years ago or whatever. And that's okay. I find it useful to go and set the goal as though the situation were just happening. We were talking about this last week with the way of mastery and its forgiveness process saying that if it's coming up in your mind right now, it's available to be worked on. The energies, the attachments that are really needing adjustment are alive in you right now. So this isn't wishing I could go back in time. This is saying that this is the only thing that would have made this worksheet unnecessary. So the goal I set was for my ex-wife to talk to me and stay in the relationship with me so my sons could be raised in this loving home. So I did a meditation about my sons again and good memories with them and shifted my energy and then I chose to cancel this goal and do the forgiveness patter. And this was another one where the sobbing, crying, deep sobbing, crying was happening for a number of minutes before I let some of that energy go. And what I saw was that my sons were deeply hurt by our inability to stay connected and my inability to satisfy my wife. And so I wrote that in 6A and B. And 6C, I just said, I'm willing to see how I have not lived into the goal of staying connected. And creating that home, that safe, loving home for our sons. I breathed and softened and acknowledged truth and perfect love, and I specified a goal, a loving goal in this worksheet as another worksheet on that process since there was so much 
cheerful, sobbing energy going on there. And I pulled up another worksheet on the app. And in this one, again, it was on my ex-wife. At this point, my upset level was about an 8 out of 10 with grief because I had just come off of that sobbing, crying. And so the emotion is grief, and the thought I was using to create that grief is, this is my greatest failure. And in this one, I didn't have any punishment thought for my ex-wife. I had a punishment thought for myself of grief and beating myself up emotionally, taking all of this on me. It was all my fault. So then I released and surrendered all of that as the worksheet or the app prompts me to. And I chose to do a loving meditation to shift my energy away from the grief over to love, thinking of some loving memories with my family of origin and my sons. And I set the desire in this worksheet, so the, the goal was just like the last one in step three, to stay connected with, for, for my ex-wife, to stay connected with me and raise our boys in a loving, supportive home. And then I did the meditation to connect with loving energy. And then I canceled that goal and asked to be shown the hidden part of my mind and sat with my hand over my heart space again as I recited, kind of chanted the forgiveness patter that I cancel my need to be right, cancel my need for anybody or anything to change, including myself, and specifically cancel the goal in that worksheet, put my conscious logical mind aside and let things bubble up. And there were some tears in that worksheet, some sobbing, but not as much as before. And then I uh, I saw in that release that I was unable to help my ex-wife with her grief about her mother dying, just as I was unable to help the current person in my life who decides not to talk to me about their grief And some of the, I was unable to help my father with his grief of his father's loss. So I just saw a series of connections there about several of these people who, in one way or another, whether it was my ex-wife or the current person who's not talking to me, they've had grief issues that even though I would love to be able to wipe them away or have a magic wand, I'm just not able to do that. So that's what I wrote as what I understand from this worksheet as part of Insights. And then in this worksheet, um, in 6C, where it asks to be shown a time when I've not fulfilled the goal, I opened myself to that and saw a couple people in my past where I wasn't able to stay in relationship with them even though they wanted it I had judged that it just wasn't the right thing for me or wasn't healthy so I put their initials in there and if that keeps coming back I can do worksheets on that and so I chose to do two more worksheets uh, as a loving goal and after this uh, specifically about present moment and about 
my ex-wife. So I did another worksheet right away, and it got lost before I could email it to myself through the app. So I made a note and sent it to myself uh, in an email, and the summary was that the trigger was my ex-wife leaving the marriage, and the emotion was grief over the damage to our sons. And when I did the release, it was pretty much the same goal that I wanted her to stay and help us raise the kids in a loving, safe home. And this was another deep, sobbing release where I saw images of my mother who died just over a year ago, my father, my father's father, and the sobbing in this release was connected to the thought I've disappointed them by failing at my marriage. And when I say sobbing, I mean some of the hardest sobbing I've done in a good number of years. And this was the third time there had been a sobbing, crying release this this morning with these worksheets. Um and the specifics of that worksheet are lost. Any other specifics? Because the app closed out before I could email it to myself. And yet, there was a lot of a lot of energy moving. And then another worksheet was in order, and this time I was moving back to the present moment situation with the person who sent me a happy birthday wish but refusing to talk to me. And so when I started this, I said it's grief still and my upset level is a 5 out of 10. And So this worksheet reads, I, Tim, who am love, am feeling the emotion of grief. This person, and what's happening, this person still won't talk to me about important issues. And the thought I'm using to create this grief is this is a deep loss and the punishment thought, and this one I was moved to put in the punishment thought, I'm just going to keep trying to talk sense to this person, trying to get them to see my perspective. And the punishment thought for myself was obsessing about how to fix it, which, of course, I don't have any control over, so that ends up being a punishment thought because it has me focused on something I have no control over. So then I go through the willingness to choose to honor truth and face all of the disease producing energies for and from all of my relations and generations. And I chose the goal in this worksheet for this other person to demonstrate that they value me and all of my efforts, actions, loving intent, and contributions. And then I did the loving meditation to shift my energy away from the grief in this worksheet to some loving memory in my recent past. And then I read step five when it says, remember, if you have any upset, my perception is built out of corrupt data. So while holding love, conscious, active, and present, I canceled my goal for this other person to demonstrate they value me and all of my efforts, actions, loving intent, and con- contributions. 
And I breathed and softened and asked Veruca to help me see something about what's in my mind that's actually creating this upset. And what came to me was as I breathed and softened and there were some tears but not as much of the deep sighing, uh, sobbing and crying was that I may be pursuing resolution in this relationship to compensate for all the times that I've disappointed other people in my life. And there were a series of them that came up. My dad, his dad, my mom, my mom's dad, etc. And whether they were actually ever disappointed in me or not is irrelevant if I felt like they were or if I felt like I disappointed them. That's what this release was about. And at the end of that, with some meditation and some tears, I felt still sad, but a little bit lighter. That's what I wrote in 6A. And I made a note about how I might be trying to compensate in the present time relationship for things in the past. And then I said, I'm willing to be shown a time when I have not fulfilled this goal of demonstrating that I value people and their actions, efforts, loving intent, and contributions. And I breathed and I softened. And this time, as of the last worksheet of the morning so far, I was moved to say, instead of doing another worksheet, my goal from this worksheet is to do a mind shifter session, a targeted journaling session, on the thought that it's healing and safe for me to know that people are disappointed with me. And so that's a future reference uh, piece of work to do. And when I dried the tears and breathed through that, I had gone from about a level five down to a level three, uh, upset with the grief. And um, it took me a while to process through that and get back on track through the tears and breathing and some EFT tapping and get centered enough to just barely make it to work on time. So this is the process. This is my birthday gift to the Internet show, a series of worksheets on the negative emotions I was busy generating from the middle of the night all the way through the morning. And there are times when I present this many in a row that I'm not sure that it all held together. So if there are comments or questions, I'd be happy to entertain those. It's a total of seven worksheets since about three in the morning and lots of emotional energy moving. And hopefully it's evident from this reporting that it's all an inside job, that there's shifting to be done and, and, and relief to be had by going into and through these thought patterns and these goals that we hold rather than... Um, continuing to focus on uh, 
how my mind wants to show me all of the ways this is somebody else's fault. So our call-in number is 563-999-3581. If you call that number and press 1, we can have a conversation. Area code 520, is this Audrey? Yes, it is. Blessings on your eternal life, your eternal day. I want to express how grateful I am for what you have just done on the air because in my reality, the best way to teach is to become the example. And what you just did for me is to be the way shower and to be the example. And thank you for doing the worksheet. Thank you for this program. And I am very grateful to all the callers because they too light my way. Blessings, and you can mute me. Thank you. All right. Thank you for the comments, and you're very welcome and deserving. And that is something that we uh, have observed and we keep talking about on this Internet show is that the, the whether we like it or not, the way we teach is by how we live our lives and we can lecture our children or our employees or our friends all we want, but basically um, do as I say, not as I do doesn't really pan out very well. That's ancient wisdom. So, so we've got about 17 minutes left. Plenty of time for any kind of a clarification or comment. 760, is this Anne? Yes. Um, thanks, Audrey. Uh, I ditto what she just said, so happy eternal day. And always appreciative when you share because as she said when you model it for us I mean you're a therapist and you're still doing the work it's like "Eh." okay so I need to do a wake-up sheet on feeling guilty (laughs) and after that um, you hit on the whole um, X thing and I know now some wake-up sheets I need to do on that because I was, I was again trying to figure it out which we know goes nowhere so when you shared that it has been helpful now what I can focus in on for wake-up sheets um, my first husband the children's father did the same thing and we were overseas when he decided to um, say hey this isn't you know, going to work. I want a divorce. Um, he had met a woman on 
R&R, it came to the States, but we stayed in Saudi. Saudi Arabia was where we were, actually. Um, but so my thing about not doing the sheets has been that, oh, well, I went out like seven years into marriage. So we were married 14 years, and she decided to do this, and it was, you know, of course, overseas. Um, and we did go to a counseling like once because actually we could even get that out there. So we were um, There was a Christian church actually there, but they weren't allowed to put any signs on it. Um, but we had gone. Um, but that, we still wanted one. So I haven't done the work on this. I, I think, I'm thinking from listening to, to your stuff that was helpful, is because, I went at seven years in marriage. I went looking for love in all the wrong places. And he found out, he actually had a detective on me, and, but he forgave me. And, I, and then I didn't do that again um, because God got a hold of me after that as well. Uh, and so the marriage lasted another seven years before he decided and it was like oh well he took his turn so i deserved it oh there's the word so i need to so how do i the emotion so the thought is that i deserved it right well yeah you you could use that as a thought what is the emotion that you are are choosing for that particular worksheet process that's that's how I decide which thought I'm using for a worksheet is I want to make sure it aligns with the emotion I've chosen for the worksheet because I have learned that I get the best benefits when those are lined up so there's two that come to mind I guess the guilt really doesn't go with that thought um, the guilt because of what I did, but that thought to me is the more beneficial thing. Um, so, well, I just, you know, so that I wasn't good enough. No, but that's not a feeling. Okay, um, so guilt. I get more work, more benefit from the worksheets when I put guilt as the thought. I am guilty of this or that. And sometimes when I feel that I was guilty of this or that, then I feel anger at myself or I feel shame or I feel hurt that, you know, I've hurt somebody else. So when I say I'm guilty of this or that as a thought, it might generate a variety of different worksheets. Um, okay. But yeah. if you have the thought, I deserved this, my partner having uh, an affair. What right. what what emotion would you be working on? If you think that thought, I deserved this, and you think it over and over again, what emotion are you aware of coming up? Sadness? Sadness. Resignation? Yeah, yeah. A lot of sadness. Okay. Like, how come I couldn't do better? <laughs> So then, you know, that there's the start of your worksheet. Okay, okay. 
And and you've already mapped out the, the, the dynamic is that this divorce thing happened and the emotion of sadness and the thought is I deserved it. That's what's generating the sadness. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because then it goes back to what you brought up about your boys. And so I had two, I have two children and we didn't get to be a family. So, so many of those same things that you generated was going it has been going through my mind on and off because I haven't dealt with it. <laughs> okay. So, again, thank you. And, yeah, I will definitely work on this. Um, blessings for the day. Thank you. I'm complete. All right. Blessings. Thanks for the call. Area code 808, you're in the air. Uh, good morning, Dr. Jim. Good morning, Roma. Can you hear me? Yeah, it's Roma. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, Dr. Tim. <laughs> Happy birthday to you. Well, thank you. That's, well, you're welcome. If, if, if I didn't have the grandmother on my mother's side that I had, I would be able to say, that's the first time I've ever been sung happy birthday to by an accomplished operatic voice. <laughs> but it's the first time in a lot of years because my grandmother yeah. passed back in 1989. Was she an opera singer? Oh, indeed. Really? Oh, indeed. Huh. Yep. She she turned down that full career which was offered to her because she said, "So what is that life like?" And they said, oh, it's this and this. And she said, well, that doesn't sound like fun. And she walked away from the offer. But she used her operatic voice all through her life. Oh, that's wonderful. Wow. What was her name? Florence Guthrie at that time. She wasn't married at the time. Uh-huh. Wow, interesting. But she did not sing professionally. She just sang and wowed professionals and amateurs alike for her entire life. She even sang at her uh, 89th birthday party. Really? Oh, my gosh. How long did she live? When did she die? How old was she when she died? 89. And she could still sing at 89? Well, she, you know, she had the pancreatic cancer, and she sang... I Love You Truly, which was one of her most requested songs. Oh, yeah. And you could tell it, you know, the the energy wasn't there, the vibrancy wasn't there, but the quality was still there. But you were there with her physically when that happened? Yes. Wow. What a memory. That's awesome. Well, I'm glad that I was able to remind you of your precious grandma. Thank you. And, and have, you a, have a wonderful day. Have a great birthday, Tim. All right. Thank you so much. Okey-dokey. I'll mute you so you can listen to the rest of the show in the second hour. 
563-999-3581. We've got about eight minutes left. Plenty of time for another comment or question, whether it's about the worksheets or anything else we've talked about in the last 12 and a half years. How can we be of service? Welcome, Susan. Hi, Dr. Kim. Happy birthday. Thank you. Um, what an amazing birthday. It started well, it's very a birthday early. Of sorts. Yeah, I'm not sure that <laughs> we put it in the category of happy, but it's a birthday. So. All right. So when you started off, you said, this person who won't speak to me sent me a birthday greeting. And I kind of got stuck right there. I listened to everything you said. It was an amazing array of deep dives, one after the other after the other. But the question sticks in my head, what is that person doing? Well, but the whole point of this is it's not about that person. Right. I mean, right. The, the issue and, and, and the only way a worksheet process can be of value to me is if I understand that I could be generating all of this even if that person was willing to talk to me. This That's is all true. about the inside job. But if you hadn't gotten that greeting... Would all of these well, some, something else something else would have opened this up as I said I've been processing a lot of grief energy for several weeks now mm-hmm. so was there a question did I cut you off when you were in the, <laughs> about to ask a question no. or no, the the work that I've been doing is on something you said over and over and over is that any upset is the result of thought errors. And I even talked to my grandson Charlie the other day because he was saying more about how his dad is either doing or not doing things that he uses as ammunition in his OCD obsessiveness. And I say to him, I'm, I'm working on the same sort of thing all my life. I have a certain set of expectations and a configuration and a script I keep running over and over again. It's because my thinking is off. And he said, well, my thinking isn't off. I've got a mental illness. And I said, no, you don't. (laughs) You don't. You're just having thought processes that stink. And you need to, you know, reroute reroute your thoughts. Become aware of your thoughts and say, I don't have to think this thought. I said, if I know I have an inkling about how hard it must be for you because I'm still doing it at my late age. But you're not ill. 
this isn't cast in stone. And that's sort of where we are. I keep saying, look, you're helping me because I'm trying to correct my thoughts that have been very destructive in some ways. And you're obviously in a lot of pain because of some thoughts you keep having that are just your thoughts. So, boy, how long does it take to learn that and to actually apply it and have it stick in that worksheet when it says, let me not make up another story? Well, that's the thing. As soon as you caught yourself with an identified an unproductive thought process, at least my mind will find another way to set the whole script up again and go through the whole cycle again. And well, and that is where that is where the practice of when when we first begin this, it's simply a verbal release that has almost no oomph to it, no no meaning to it when we say I cancel my need to be right or I cancel the goal in this worksheet because we haven't practiced it. We don't really even have any conceptualization of what that would mean. And yet after doing dozens and dozens of worksheets, it now has a muscle memory within my system. It now, Mm -hmm. I have had the experience of going from an intense upset to a more calm state or from one negative emotional state to a different negative emotional state and the more that happens the more I'm creating an internal meaning within myself for what is intended when I say I cancel my need to be right I cancel my need for anyone or anything to change including myself and I ask to be shown the hidden part of my own mind and then the the calm settling into openness that happens now when I do that is light years away from what it was when I first started to practice that thought pattern. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's like throw, throwing a ball. You, you you have to throw the ball. You can't just visualize throwing the ball or have somebody tell you about what it would feel like to throw the ball really well. You've got to start throwing mm-hmm. the ball. Mm-hmm. And the more you do, That's true. the better you get. The better you get at throwing the ball. That's true, and I find that the cycle of finding my way back to balance is much faster. But the issues keep coming. So. Yeah, but as the Course in Miracles says, they persist only as long as the thought that it gave rise to them, or the error in thought that gave rise to them, is cherished. So when you see yep. the original error in the thought and you're willing to let go of it instead of cherish it because you want to be right, then it starts to dismantle all the all the effects of that negative error, mm-hmm. of that negative thought and its mm-hmm. error. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you for that call here at the end of our time i'll mute you so you can listen to the second hour and thank you for as always your input and contribution blessings i'll remind us all that we come from love we're made of the stuff we call love we actually are love and everything else is false 
And I will welcome Jeannie Rice and turn on her microphone. Thank you. Have a wonderful show. Thanks. Appreciate you. Have a good rest of your day. So welcome everybody to the second hour of Mind Shifters Radio. And today is Monday, July the thirty first, twenty twenty three. The month is gone after today. It's gone by so fast. Our calling number is five six three nine 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 three five eight one. And press one and that puts you into queue to talk to us and we would love to hear your comments and questions because that makes this your show. We'll give Michael a moment to dial in and uh, just invite everybody to go to the website and look around at what's going on. And uh, August starts tomorrow. We have um, the Mind Shifters and Still Point Breathing the third Saturday, Sunday of the month. If you want to participate in that, please get in touch with us. Let us know. We have the regular book club on the second and fourth Thursday. And the Course in Miracles book club on the third and the fifth Thursday. So lots going on, lots happening. And at this time, I'm going to welcome Michael. Busy week coming up, yes. Welcome, everybody. Delighted that you're here. And uh, looking forward to our conversation moving forward to the next level. And Miss Jeannie, is uh, Julia with us? We were going to uh, take our worksheet to the next level. Uh, I have not seen her hand yet, but uh, Susan's hand just went up, so I'm going to turn on her Okay, well, let's say hello to Susan. Hey, Susan. Hey. Hi. Hey there. Welcome, young lady. Tell us. Tell us. (laughs) Thanks. Well, Jacob did his assignment. He listened to your three-hour video. And he wrote me six pages of a summary and, you know, questions, critique. Wow. He's a, he's a smart boy. That's awesome. And it is. And we haven't had a discussion, but following that six pages, he actually sent me a text. It's a little alarming because he was writing it from 3 to 5 a.m., And so I texted him back and said, look, I just got up, but I bet you haven't been to bed. And he says, yep, that's right. I haven't been to bed yet. I have to take my pill. And he takes a powerful sleeping pill. And all of that is, you know, I have to do releasing of goals and so forth about how dependent he is. But... He So the summary is not only in paper form here, he sent it as a PDF file, but I have, and I haven't printed it out or gone through it, <clears throat> but he understood, as far as I can see, everything. His biggest question was, some people are true victims, and Michael's saying that people choose and I haven't had the chance to talk to him about two things that you've taught. Yes, on some deep, profound, cosmic, generational level, we, we may well have 
chosen the life we have and the experiences we have. I remember wanting to clobber you because you told me I slipped on black ice and busted my wrist because part of me wanted that. And I have to fight with you in my mind because I know what you're saying, but there's no conscious decision for wanting that on any level. And you don't have to answer that because we haven't been through that. But We're going to open that Jacob one again, aren't we? <laughs> <laughs> no, we don't need to. But the other thing is that your point is that you can suffer all kinds of things that are not your fault, but it's your response that either brings you deeper into darkness or begins to pull you out of it and grow to a new level and gain new vitality and health. So I haven't had that talk with them. I'm looking forward to it. Um, But I just wanted to report to you that the kid, the money spoke. The kid wanted the dough. In fact, he said at the end of it, I'm going to take Bella out to dinner and a movie. (laughs) Oh, that's nice. He had some money. Yeah. Yeah. So well, my response report. to him, yeah, 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 my response to him would be to say that there's no implication whatsoever that I'm saying on some conscious level any of us have ever stepped in and, you know, said, I want this terrible thing to happen to me. Right. The idea is to get to recognize that we live in an energy system. We don't live as bodies. We are energetic beings. And that, mm-hmm. you know, if somebody's been through this terrible, painful reality 87 different times with 42 different people, obviously there has to be some participation. And yeah. when I recognize that and I'm willing to see the part of me that's hid, again, maybe generational, uh, mm-hmm. who knows, when I'm willing to at least entertain that, Gee, I'm a creator, and I've been here so many times. I'm the common link. Maybe I'm involved. Then I have the opportunity to capture the part of my mind that's hidden from me that is totally unconscious. You know, you go back into the ancient scriptures, and they talk about take care of the heart, for out of it are the issues in life. Whatever the issue is, and what's the heart? It's the unconscious. So in some way, shape, or form, in an energy system, you know, it, it's like you can't put two north poles of a magnet together without a lot of force. It's got to be a, a, a force applied in order to get these repelling poles to mm-hmm. come into each other's proximity. And mm-hmm. if I just turn the magnet around, bingo, it just snaps right in and, and uh, attaches to the other magnet. So recognizing that we live in an energy world, then... What energies am I willing to change in me that keep this thing snapping into my face? And, you know, there's no implication that it's, I sat at home one night and went into this dark space and said, oh, boy, I'm going to set up this terrible suffering thing. It's just, right. hmm. So creatorship. So it's a wonderful thing yeah. uh, that everybody loves unless the creation isn't going so well, of course, and then don't we all know yeah. whose fault it is? And it's, it's always them. <laughs> Yeah. Well, that's awesome that he looked and and had that kind of comprehension and came up with that kind of question. It's a very valid question, definitely. And it will probably create lots of space for conversation with you when you start to uh, uh, take 
my point in the argument and see if you can open the space for him to understand it, especially when you're totally yeah. sure that it's the other way around. <laughs> mm-hmm. Right. And the thing that I've got to myself is that the the text message he sent me was, you could say it was a long, long rant about the way the world is set up and how you can only be successful if you have a combination of nepotism and family money. Otherwise, you're screwed. He has a lot of beliefs about the fact that once he graduates from college, he is he may not want to live or he may be homeless. Nobody's going to help him unless they do. And but it's up to them. And if they don't, they're they're stingy. I mean, there are just so many things he is saying that I hope I have the brain cells to field. I can do it lovingly. Thank God the love is there. It's built in. That's but, a big piece of the puzzle for sure. Well, it is a big piece, but he's he's very very bright in a way that's not being played to his best advantage right now. Intellectually very bright, emotionally right. a little clueless. I mm-hmm. feel as if I'm brighter than he is emotionally, but I can't hold a candle. He talks about political figures and finances and uh, the economy, and I mean, he loses me. I don't follow all that. I don't pay right. attention to that. And... um and his father was the same, so I'm sort of half equipped for the job here. But anyway, and also with Charlie, who has terrible OCD, I've been working with him, you know, handing him increments of the tools as he can handle them. I gave him the mind shifter. He hasn't, as far as I know, done the mind shifter, but he's he keeps saying to me that he has a mental illness. They've done brain scans, and people with OCD actually have a different brain configuration. And I'm saying that is not cast in stone. You have thought disorder. You have erroneous thinking. Don't think of it as a mental illness. I got that from you and Dr. Tim. And it seems like the only chink in the armor, the only way through to healing is to convince him that he has some say in all this. Or anyway, I inter- or to yeah. inspire him to question what he believes. Okay. What he's been told. If you can just get him, you know, you don't have to bring him all the way over to the side of the road, but at least question the side of the road he's on. Then mm-hmm. with the kind of intelligence that both of them have, they'll come mm-hmm. to different conclusions would be my offering. That's a good idea. Thanks. Well, I don't need to stay on. I know you're going to work with somebody, but I wanted to weigh in and give you a progress report. <laughs> Sweet. Well, if it feels like it's appropriate, I would love to see his summation. Who knows what I might learn from someone that smart. He may have a... You know, some insights that I can go, oh, I never thought of that one. That's, you know, over the years, 
you know, when, when, when I first started to teach this work, it was a simple four-hour workshop. Why is this happening to me again? And most of what has developed and advanced and changed has come from people who said, well, wait a minute, that doesn't make sense. And I went, well, I never thought of that one. Started to look and went, you're right, that doesn't make sense, but here's what does. And so I'm, I'm, mm-hmm. I'd be delighted to, uh, to see it and, and also you know, give you any feedback that, uh, that I might have on uh, what kind of questions he might respond to. And join, of course, in holding this space. Mm. I already asked him if I could show it to you, and he said, I'd rather you not. He's a little hard. Okay. I, you know, he's hard on everybody. But he he doesn't, you know, he he's just harsh, a little harsh. He says a lot of good things, too. Right. But, oh, that's okay. I'm, I've got thick nice. skin. And, and if he brings up offense in me, I'll, I'll be responsible and do a worksheet. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure that's true, but I don't have his permission. So. Yeah, and and maybe, you know, the fact that we've discussed it and you've said, no, I can, my, he's asked me not to share it, then perhaps just put forward that I'm interested in what I might learn from what he has to say. But I, And I sincerely am. Yeah. And would would love to, and or, you know, if he'd be open to a conversation, I'd love to talk with him about it. I'd love to, you know, yeah. Share I some hope thoughts. he would. I would love to love if he would do that. I said to him, you know, you ought to talk to Michael directly because he would love to engage in this discussion. And he said, Oh no, I don't. I, I you know, he's. But I'm going to work on it because he has some yeah. time before school starts. Right, and we are going to be together on a family reunion starting Friday morning through Sunday night, and I'll see him in person. You might be Sweet. able to convince him to talk about some of them because he he really needs to have some of these questions answered. Sorry, I've got the hiccups all of a sudden. He's um he's up for discussion, but not on the radio yet. And maybe he will be. I'll work on it. I'll let yeah. you know. Cool. And, and you know, if he's open to discussion, I'd be glad to call him privately. He doesn't have to come on the show. Well, that's awfully nice of you. Sure. I'd be Ooh. delighted to. Thanks. Wow. That's wonderful. Thank you. Well, I'm glad to hear. You know, if nothing else, I've seen it take, 10 years when somebody heard it first for them to come back and go, mm-hmm. what did you say? What was that? Yeah. So, mm-hmm. you know, um, the, the seeds are planted. You know, there's mm-hmm. there's an old saying that says that a mind once stretched to a new shape can never return to its original form. And <laughs> even if there's total, complete disagreement, uh, the brain cells I have been, <laughs> been built. So. Yeah. When it's time, mm-hmm. it will open, and uh, he'll, you know, it always amazes me what each mind does, even the totally resistant mind does, when they hear this compilation of information. It always amazes mm-hmm. me what the brilliance of the individual does with it. Mm. That's true. So, yeah. By the way, yeah, it's 
did you ever get in touch with Jeremy Griffith? No, I have not. Not yet, no. Okay. We've been right. rocking along here, but, but I'm definitely open to doing that. Mm. Well, I think he needs you more than you need him. So I just think he would go right that last step that he doesn't seem to be going, at least in my opinion. Right. He's, he's got something, but he doesn't have the tools to get us there. Or probably even himself. So anyway, yeah. In good time, whatever time that is, I hope it happens. And it's proper order. Yeah. Meanwhile, I'll give up the goal. Well, have you reached out to him? No. I went on the website and looked for a link to the, or a word that said contact. And Jeannie said she had found one. I haven't gone back to look, but I was right. going to yell at him on your behalf and say, you need to meet mm-hmm. Michael Rice and hear his tools because he's... <laughs> okay, well, if... Corporate, well, Jeannie, the... if you've got a contact, contact number for him, perhaps uh, send it to or contact whether it's email, whatever it is. I don't know how she found it. it. Yeah, I spent some time looking for it and didn't find it. But Jeannie, I heard him, her sort of say in the background, I found a way to get in touch. Yeah. Cool. That would be good. Well, we'll see the... uh the right connections happening. Yeah. Well, any other thoughts for you, young lady? Only that Dr. Tim did a blockbuster hour in the last hour, doing mm. going over six or seven wake-up sheets that he did starting at 3 a.m. this morning. I have to say, I'm completely without words, but he said, this is my birthday present. On my birthday, it's customary within some cultural thing or my family or whoever it was that does that to give a present to other people. And then he proceeded to go over some upset that he had had and how he worked through it. And it is so recently done that it sounded as if he was still in the middle of it and um, Mm. just a report it was it was just amazing how he's using the tools and demonstrating them at the same time while joining and holding this space for he Mm. and every mind heart and being on the planet for that healing process to move forward. Yeah. It is just the most amazing thing. I think the best thing that you both teach for me is that any upset indicates thought disorder or thought errors. It brings it yeah, back it's corrupt to data. us. We have, yeah, 
You know, we've given given the meat. Heard that? Right. But now I'm hearing it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we've given Uh, you know hostility and and fear all kinds of meanings. It means you're this mm-hmm. way or they're that way or this or that or that. And underlying it all, the only true thing about hostility or fear is that it's an indicator that the mind that's in hostility or fear has a thought disorder going on with it, has an energetic pattern that's corrupt. That's, that's the mm-hmm. underlying singular meaning of hostility and fear. And once mm-hmm. the mind gets that, then it's, it's a, an easy way to guide one's own mind back to, okay, what's my next piece of work here? Right. What and am I in denial about you, that I'm hiding this from me? Yeah, over and over and over again from whenever it started, which is probably a long time ago. Yeah. Generations so. and generations and generations getting out of the desert. And as Yeshua said, you know, the pathway's narrow. Few are those who will find it. And to me, that's the reason why whatever it takes to make it available globally, that's what we're going to do because not many people are going to take the time to sit around and try to understand it. You know, life, one of the, one of the, you know, the most common drug we've, we've talked about many times is busyness, and the world is structured to have everybody feeding on that drug virtually continuously. Yeah. I I feel blessed that some measure of choice for me was involved and a lot of circumstance, happenstance, and coincidence led Mm. me to end up going where I went with this work. Mm Mm-hmm. So I'm, you know, deeply appreciative of that and... uh, it's been a passion to share it and put it out there. Mm-hmm. So any other thoughts for today? No, thanks, Michael. Thanks. For Are you a little bit on the melancholy side today? <laughs> yeah, as a matter of fact, I am. What's happening? Yeah. Yeah. It's okay. A lot of processing. Well, for me, it's enormously hopeful, even if there was money involved, that he took the time and made, you know, gave you a an intelligent review. And, and again, I think his question is right on track and one that deserves an- being answered. Mm-hmm. One of the right. something you might you know if you jump on um, YouTube and put in yeah. a tr- and in are you still there, Michael? Look in, look at. I'm, I'm just oh, trying to think okay. of a title. There's a video that I watched just recently. Um, look for physics and entrainment. Okay. And they're doing experiments <clears throat> in physics, and there's several good videos on it, where mm-hmm. they connect two molecules or mm-hmm. two 
actually it's on an atomic level, two atoms. And in one, one experiment that goes back year, several years ago, they separated these two atoms by, I think it was like seven, I think it was 7,000 miles. Wow. And then, and they've got ways of measuring this all. And they do something with one of the atoms. And precisely to the instant, which, you know, from a physics point of view, totally and completely defies all the laws of physics because nothing can move faster than the, song, the, the, the speed of light. But the instant mm -hmm. that this first molecule is impacted, the second molecule, 7,000 miles away, has the same exact response as the first one because they're entrained. Mm -hmm. Wow, that's so amazing. Yeah, and there's a principle like that. That, that might make sense with his brilliant mind that says, so if I'm an atom or made of atoms and I engage in something, does it matter how far away or how close someone is to me in terms of whether or not they will respond, whether or not there will be uh, an action that comes out of that, that might be a way to get him to start to consider creatorship and mm -hmm. the impact that we all have on the world around us just without ever opening our mouths, without, without, without ever yeah. saying even a word. Yeah. That's a great thought. And that, that law of resonance, you know, if I hold that I'm a victim, am, am I actually sending out an actual energetic signal that says, hey, world, I need somebody to victimize me? And if he can start to suspect that, then maybe he'll hear that, well, what if we try, and I'll join you in it because I've had my share of victim thoughts too, what if we try letting go of our victim thoughts and see if the world changes, see if the game changes? Mm -hmm. Might be a way to engage him. Entrainment in physics. Entrainment. Pretty okay. powerful principle. Yeah. Cool. All right, young lady. Well, you I have a last one, and know we cherish you. Oh, go ahead. <laughs> Sorry, one thing leads to another. That's I cool. I have saved out a link from a, a Dr. Huberman who in this particular one, talked about, because Charlie worries about, he went to have blood work for various reasons, and his cortisol level is really quite high. And it's that, fear. It's fear, and he was showing me the graph on which it was. And then this human guy is talking about a new kind of breathing technique that they've done research on with scientists, and they've come up with this, breathing pattern that actually lowers cortisol. cortisol it's a, a fairly fast, deep breath in through the nose, mm -hmm. then another breath above and beyond that, forcing more air in. Right, going that extra forced and breath, then, yeah. And then releasing it slowly, not terribly, just slower than the intake, slowly through the mouth. Mm -hmm. He said, if you do this three or four times, your cortisol level will come down. And I want to show. I want to tell Charlie about that, so he gets the feeling he has some say in the level of his cortisol. But have you ever heard of that? Yes. 
Uh, You know, next time he's ready to go do a a blood test, take him through a still point session right before he goes and and watch what happens. Put his hand in the abyssin. Watch what happens. I, I don't feel like a very good expert on still point breathing, as you know. And I don't have my Avicen, but I could tell him about this, and I hope it will it will help. <clears throat> the Avicen is a great idea, but it's more passive. Yes, he wants to There's be able a, to do something. Right. Well, there is something he can do. He can forgive us to his fear. You know, cortisol levels going up to an abnormal range as a result of being in sympathetic dominance. Mm-hmm. If he can shift out of sympathetic yep. dominance and activate the parasympathetic nervous system, his cortisol, cortisol levels are going to drop permanently if he can, if he'll do the work to take himself permanently to that condition. You know, the Avacyn has so, actually you know. got a new device out called a CSS that measures stress mm-hmm. and uh, heart, uh, the condition of arteries in the heart is actually a, a diagnostic device for heart problems. And mm. whether one's in sympathetic or parasympathetic dominance. And what they're finding is people in sympathetic dominance, they'll do this evaluation on this CSS device. And then they'll do an, a 30 minute Avacyn treatment. And go back mm-hmm. and do the CSS again, and their sympathetic mm. dominance scores drops anywhere from ten to twenty-five percent right there on the spot. Wow! Wow! They shift into parasympathetic. So this CSS is a diagnostic thing, but using Avicen would do that even without is the, the treatment telling you that. right. Yeah. Right. It's a device they just came out with about, oh, maybe eight or ten months ago, and they've been doing shows mm-hmm. with it. You know, they've been doing mm-hmm. conference-type things uh, and, mm-hmm. r- like, medical and healing conferences. And so they mm-hmm. have a booth, and they have somebody, you know, people will come in and do the CSS, and then do the apps, and then do the CSS again. They'll just do it, like, click, click, click in succession. And they're saying anywhere from mm-hmm. 15 to 25-point drop just right there on the spot. Yeah. Are they selling these so people can do it at home? They do, yes. Unfortunately, it's not inexpensive. (laughs) It involves a computer and a program and a sensor and, you know, a printer. And so it's a pretty expensive package. I had, uh, you know, thought of getting one, but mm, it's not really in a range that, is is sane for us with you know with what we do yeah but uh, it's uh they're consistently you know they have a a meeting once a week and and so they'll say well yeah well this weekend we were at it and i went through with so many people just made that shift right on the spot well that's cool well that's good news i could tell charlie about it he'd be heartened just to hear that we have some say in how we handle our stress, not yes. only with the forgiveness tools, but the gizmos and the breathing. Yeah. That is measurable. I mean, it's so, literally measurable right yeah. on the spot. 
Mm-hmm. Oh. Okay, Michael, I think I'm done. Thank you so much, and thank Jeannie, too. All right, we appreciate you. Blessings. Thanks. You, too. All right. Well, Miss Jeannie, do we have anybody else in the room with a hand up? Yes. Julia is with us, so let's continue awesome. the on Friday. Yay. Let's go for it. Hey there, young lady. How are you? Um, I'm doing okay. I have a, a bad headache. I stopped Ouch. drinking coffee on Saturday. So. <laughs> okay, I, the I detox can be did, intense. Uh, yeah. After our call, I went and looked at my cupboard, and I had that dandy blend. And so I'm like, oh, okay, so let's just drink this. And You um, had dandy blend in your it. cupboard? Yeah, I did. That's yep. pretty amazing. Well, yeah. here's, here's, here's my thought. You know, you don't need to torture yourself to heal. And if you're, you know, I mean, what you're telling me is you've got a coffee addiction, and you went cold turkey, and maybe you don't need to go cold turkey. Maybe you just let yourself, you know, wean off of it rather than traumatizing yourself while you're doing it. Well, I really That'd be my thought. enjoying, yeah, and thank you. But I wasn't enjoying coffee. It was right. not making me feel well. So, and um, now that I'm like two days into it, I, I don't want to. You're just going to go for it. I just get over with. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Do you happen, if you had dandy blend in your cupboard, you may have some white willow bark. Do you happen to have any white willow bark? Um, I don't think I have willow bark. No? But, um, Is there a health food store yeah. near you? Yeah. Or actually, I think many drug stores are carrying white willow bark now. And, and basically, it's acetylic acid, aspirin except in its natural form uh, with complementary nutrients with it, so it's not uh, as toxic as, say, aspirin is. So you might just nurture yourself a little bit as you wean off of the the coffee and give yourself a little bit of relief. So that's another alternative thought. Okay. Yeah, thank you. So how yeah. has your weekend gone then? We went through step one uh, in the worksheet on Friday. And tell me a little bit about what your process has been since we completed the call on Friday. Um, well, I'm pretty consumed by the headache and not feeling well on Friday. And um, I felt a, I felt a bit better yesterday. I had a lot more energy. Um, so I got some housework done. And But, um, you know, pretty, not any big emotion coming up for me. Right. But, um, well, I did kind of have a, um, a realization. I had an interesting dream on Saturday. It could have been like Friday night. And it was, um, you know, recently I had taken my father to the hospital to have a procedure. And um, so, but in my dream, I was at a hospital, and it was for me being there for some reason. And I didn't, that wasn't obvious in my dream. And I 
going to my room before, you know, anything, I was walking to the room. And, and I passed a pool, and there was like a squirrel drinking water. It seemed to be a squirrel drinking water from the pool. And I thought, oh, that's interesting. And then I went to the room, and then um, I was I thought, oh, I have to check in first. So I was going back to check in uh, to the hospital and register. And then I was walking by the pool again. And I noticed a squirrel again to like a kitten. And then the kitten was in the center of the pool and it started sinking. And so I jumped into the pool and I, um, and the kitten had sunk to the bottom of the pool. And so I grabbed the kitten and, and went up, you know, to the top and I was like squeezing its belly, like pumping its belly to get the water out of its um, lungs and, and the the kitchen recovered. <laughs> so that was an interesting dream. Hmm. Well, you know, oftentimes in dreams, water is meant to be a reflection of spirit. And if you're going into a hospital and that is the pathway in, there's a pool there both coming and going, it would make sense that your unconscious is telling you that you're moving into. And, you know, if the kitten, the part of you that would be represented by that kitten being immersed in spirit, that there's recovery, there's healing. And, you know, it sounds like you're uh, you're getting a signal that connecting more with your spiritual nature is perhaps where your healing is. Yes. Yes, I, 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 um, dream, dream of kittens off, off when I'm immersed in spirituality. It's, it's not the first time. And then hmm. when I, um, was pregnant with my daughter, I, I dreamed that I gave birth to a kitten. And, um, but she was born in the Chinese year of the tiger and in, um, the month of Leo. <laughs> so she's a Mayan tiger. <laughs> triple, triple feline input, eh? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cool. Barbie. But, but she's a sweetie. And I had this interesting, okay. um, yeah, well, we can get to the worksheet of you. Okay. Did you listen to any of the radio shows that specifically went through the worksheet? Did you do any yes, work I on did. the worksheets over the weekend? So then let's see if there are any um, questions in particular then from... I did listen to um, two different um, calls. And I um, I did, a, like this morning I got up and I did, I printed out lots of different worksheets. And I did a um, one that was like a quick worksheet, right? And it's called the... Um, the short form? Oh, yeah, the short form. And when I printed it, I was like, wow, this is a short form? It's like got so much writing on it. But then when I went to do it, I was like, oh, it's five. <laughs> five of them on one p on one page. So I went through and did that and um all five times I went through the five. And so that that was good. And how did that impact um, you? 
I didn't really have much of an impact. And, you know, yeah, it was, it was, it was, it was pleasant. And, um, but not a lot of emotion came up. Did did um, any questions develop out of those worksheets that you did, or specific questions, or the uh, the two shows that you listened to? Oh yeah, let me see. Well, this seems like a silly question, but how do I differentiate between thoughts and feelings? Um, That's not a silly question at all. That, in fact, we live in a culture that most people substitute uh, thoughts for feelings. You know, well, I feel like you shouldn't do that anymore. A lot of people say things like that, and you know that's been modeled throughout the whole culture. And what people are doing is expressing a thought and pretending it's a feeling, and that's a way to avoid feelings. So I think it's a really good question. Yeah. And <clears throat> for me, the way you wrote dist- down. Oh, go ahead. Sorry, that was just the one question that I had written down. Oh, okay. Okay. So, for me, the the point, the distinguishing point would be: one, am I feeling this in my structure? Am I feeling this physiologically somewhere? When I'm in an emotion. I'm going to tend to feel it as a sensation somewhere in my body. And there's actually a chart on, the, um, on our website called the Feeling Wheel that looks at feelings and the categories that they tend to be in. It might be worth downloading that uh, Feeling Wheel. Yeah, I printed and that then, out. <clears throat> oh, good. Yeah. And I bought and a so, binder, and I bought a clipboard. And <laughs> you're rocking. You're on notepad. it. <laughs> yeah. Good. So then, if you know, I'm I want to start to distinguish between my mind or or develop the brain cells for when I'm thinking but avoiding my my thoughts, avoiding being responsible for my thoughts. So when I say I feel like you shouldn't, if I can express whatever it is, and you know, use the example, I, I feel like you shouldn't do that. Then if I change the wording of that, does it change what's happening in my physiology? And so am I really thinking a thought here and pretending it's a feeling, or am I actually feeling an an energy in my structure? So emotions, and we tend to use the word more emotions than feelings in, in this work. We try to move in the direction of recognizing emotions is if I'm having a thought and I change that thought, then the sensation in my body is going to change. 
So if I'm having a thought I, or, or feeling, or what I say is a feeling, but it's really a thought, you know, I, I feel like you really shouldn't do that. If I change that in some way, shape, or form, like, oh, it's okay if you go ahead and do that, what happens in my physiology? And am I really just avoiding my my emotions by staying in my head? It's a way it's a way of staying in one's head and and avoiding experiencing what's going on in the emotions. Jean, do you have a thought in this regard? Mm, no. Um really okay does that fit does that make any sense yes okay if I remember correctly we completed on Friday down to the punishment area we completed step through step 1E, and then we did the verbal release, right? I think that we were um, just in the process of the emotional release. I think I interrupted, and you're like, I said, I asked the question, you're like, no, you're going too fast. We come back to the emotional release. Right. And so, so then it was the like, emotional release... Oh, yeah. Because um, okay. I talked so, about, so, I want to punish by overeating and um, right. engaging in addiction. And then two, I'm willing to process all disease as I go through the physical, mental, and emotional symptoms of feeling. And I would put a check next to that box, right? It is like right. an affirmation that I agree Okay. And then I think like we would um should start at three A. Okay. We talked about what the symptoms of healing look like physically, mentally and emotionally. So on a physical level it looks like any kind of physical symptom you've ever had and low energy. On a mental level it looks like any kind of negative thought and confusion. On an emotional level it looks like any kind of negative feeling and depression. So what, I, what I'm saying to myself is I'm giving myself permission to experience those things and I stand in willingness to embrace them when they start to break loose, which they will. So that makes sense? Got that step? Um, what, no. What step is that we're talking about? I feel like my brain is trying to block me from understanding this. Mm-hmm. And, and that's a normal step. When I'm stepping out of old patterns, my mind's going to want, yeah. want to pull me back. And you know, one of the symptoms of healing is confusion. Is that, is that noise happening on your end, or is there, is there somebody online, Jeannie, that's uh, got their... We need it's to mute. No. Do you have any idea where that noise is coming from? I don't have anybody else on. 
Well, that's strange. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, I'm just sitting in my bedroom. <laughs> hmm. But it sounds like someone that's was like, moving in pots and pans or something in their kitchen. Yes, yeah. That's what it sounds like, yeah. So, okay, um, so 3A says, my desire, the constructive result, the exact goal that drives and uncovers my pain is that I want to, um, one, see, um, whoever my trigger is, whoever I named in one, C. Yeah, and one, C. I'm focused on my body and on my pain and being in physical pain. And um, I'd like to not be in pain. I'd like to heal so I can be normal, (laughs) not limp, not be in pain. Right. Okay. So you'll notice the language here is the constructive result that I want. And... The forgiveness process, a la first century Aramaic, will only work with the, when I look at what it is that I really want. Like, for instance, when I say I don't want to be in pain, in terms of energy, when I say I don't want to be in pain, what I'm energizing is pain. And I want to start to be able to flip into what is it I really want to move toward rather than what I want to move away from. So that would tend to be something more like, and I want to feel wellness and joy in my body would be the goal. And, you know, the reason why we're, we're identifying in the core of this whole forgiveness process is that perception, whatever is recruited by the mind from the multi-generational database we call the body-mind unit that forms my mental structure, my, my perception at this moment, is driven by my goals. You know, there's some Harvard research. goes back into the 50s. It's probably the most quoted research in psychological history. And basically what they showed was they're measuring firings of brain cells, electrical firings of brain cells. And, you know, they've got somebody hooked up to electrodes and they're able to measure in a, in a time period of about a 25th of a second, there are 10,000 measurable units of electrical activity happening in the brain, 10,000 brain cells firing. And in that same time frame, what they established was that the max amount of data that went into conscious awareness was nine bits. So there's a, a massive amount of data moving, and I only get to see a small part of it. Now, obviously, if that's accurate, something has to determine which nine bits of data my mind uses in any given situation. And what we're offering is that what drives that whole process, what determines which nine bits out of 10,000 my mind's going to use to build my reality, to build my perceptual constructs, the thing that determines that is my goals. 
That's the driver for the process. And that's why at this stage in the worksheet, we're establishing what the goal is. And again, the goal, you want to make sure that it's the constructive result. You know, the person who says, I don't ever want anybody to ever pick on me again. Energetically, when you realize that we're continuously, as energetic beings, sending out energetic messages, if I say I don't want anybody to pick on me, what energetic message am I sending out? The body of the message is about being picked on. You know, if I say to you, don't think about the color of your car, what fires in brain cells? Something about the color of your car. So the body of the thought, and so I want to make sure that the body of the thought that I identify in number three is a constructive result that I want, not what I'm trying to get away from. So when I say I don't want to be in pain, then I'm going to tend to reinforce the the vibration, the energy, the frequency of pain. When I move into the arena of, geez, I just want to be comfortable in my body, now I've got the goal that is going to become the driver for my, my mind to formulate whatever my reality is going to be. So in context of, the, the, if you look at the whole body of number one, the core of it, the object of attention, is your body and being in pain. Am I understanding that correctly? Yes. Okay. So then in number three, you'd want to look at, so what's the constructive result that you want to produce in that situation? I want to feel wellness and joy in my body. Okay, cool. So that's what you want to fill in on number three. Okay. So so now you've established what the goal is that's driving your perception. And what that means is that in the file, so to speak, in your mind on well-being, there's some energy to be processed out that produces pain. And you want to be able to embrace that energy that's producing pain and move it out of your structure, literally have that energy be released or removed. And the master removal tool is active present love. You know, if somebody's in pain and they try to resolve pain, they'll tend to create more pain. If somebody's connected to love and they're in pain and they can access the hidden part of them that's producing the pain, then by exposure to active present love, the pain's going to begin to dissolve. It's kind of like our human essence, which is love, is kind of like a sandblaster for pain. It literally just starts to disassemble it. The trick is, can I hold to active present love while pain is moving in me? And if I can, then I'm going to begin the dissolution of that pain. Does that make sense? Yes. 
Okay. So then step four, what I want to do is really connect with active present love in me. And I'm not talking about, you know, the culture's definition of love, you know, self-sacrifice or sexual athletics or all the crazy definitions that the world has for love, recognizing that my eternal essence is active present love. I want to bring love forward into awareness. So I choose love, my essence, which serves the love in everyone involved. And I, you see in brackets at the end of that, the rose and the butterfly story. And that's a story I tell in the workshop where imagine that we have a rose and a butterfly. We give them each an ego. They meet, they quote unquote fall in love. And one day the butterfly up and flies away. The rose, knowing that the love of the butterfly is the most important thing in its life, uproots itself to give chase. What's going to happen to the rose? It's going to die. It's going to die. Why does it die? It made something more important than being connected to its source. The offering here is that if I make anything more important than staying connected to my human life, than staying connected to love, then I give up my human life to do that. The person in rage and fear and sadness and grief and hatred and vengeance usually has difficulty accessing the presence of love in them. And so this step is about bringing us into conscious contact with love. And so what would be, you know, you know, you mentioned kittens. That might be it. Jeannie actually, you know, she does one-on-one worksheet work with people uh, privately. And she had a woman back a few years ago that uh, just had no concept of love. No, nothing she could think of brought love to her. And she finally in her session with Jeannie, mentioned her cat. And so Jeannie said, well, just think about your cat then. And and that didn't do it for her. This woman had to go physically look around the house and find her cat, brought the cat, set the cat in her lap, and was petting it and was able to connect with love. And I don't remember, Jeannie, how, how, many, how many times did... Um, did you have to, did she go and get her cat in order to uh, get to that state before she could just do it without physically accessing her cat? Yeah, it was quite a bit. So that was the trigger that brought her into a connected space with love. So right now, what, what image could you go to that would bring you back to a connected space of love? What brings the deepest, clearest connectedness into awareness for you? Uh, my family. Okay. So is there one person in your family that... I, I know for me... All. Right. Well, the, the, for me, the thing that takes me back most quickly is when my daughter was born. You know, she was born at home. I got to catch her as she was being born. And 
she opened her eyes crystal clear and looked into my eyes and grinned. And that sent me into a, a connected space of love. And we're down to the completion point of the show. It's going to cut us off, but we'll carry on talking until it actually cuts us off. And if it works for you, continue tomorrow. So that's the image that I use to reconnect to that active presence of love. What takes you most deeply into that connected space? And that's what I suggest you do at this stage in each worksheet that you do. Okay. So maybe that's something you could cultivate your connectedness with love between now and tomorrow, and let's carry on the conversation first thing on the show tomorrow. Okay. Does that work? Um, I, it might have to be Wednesday. I have to work tomorrow, but I'll see how it oh, goes okay. at work. And, okay, yeah. cool. If it, if it doesn't work, or, well, if it does work, you're going to be there with your hand up, and if it doesn't, then we'll, we'll do it on Wednesday. An extended yeah. worksheet. Thank you. All right, dear heart, blessings. Thank you. Bye-bye. And we're pre-recording on Wednesday, so it would have to be Thursday. Oh, that's right. We've got something happening Wednesday. So if tomorrow doesn't work, let's make it Thursday, okay?